why this year will be different from previous years? That's the question. The answer is very simple. A year went by, and I'm a year older, and I'm more mature than I was last year. I have more seicho. So I, I realize that I did stupid things. Last year I wasn't as mature as I am this year. And when people mature, they, they, they develop more seicho. And they see how silly the things that they do uh, were. In the end of Yuma has a dispute among the time. If a person did shuva for some Averis and he said vidui, and he never repeated those Averis. Sometimes it happens. People do shuva. They talk, don't repeat those Averis. When it comes next year, should he mention in the vidui again the Averis that he hasn't repeated or not? So the Tanaim have a machlekes. So the first time he says, no, that's ridiculous. Why should he repeat vidui on the Averis that he hasn't repeated? And the accepted opinion is like the next Tana that other Rabbi he should recite Vidui again on the Averis that he hasn't repeated. So why why should he recite Vidui? He didn't repeat the Averis. What does he have to say Vidui for? So you all remember the Mashgiach and the Yeshiva of Yisrael Musa quoted to ten till then. Hardly anybody ever listened. We should have done Chuvah. We should do Chuvah for that. Once in a while I did listen. So I remember the Mashgiach was reading the Chayvus Alvavus. So the Chayvus always said, he's explaining that passage in the Gemara. Why does a person have to say Vidui again on the Averis that he hasn't repeated? So to say over what the Mashgiach said, uh, in halachic terms, the din is that Hakora Sachet, Yidiya Sachet is Machayv and Tshuva. The Pasuk says in Parshish of the Yikra, when a person realizes that he did an Aver, then he's Mukhiv to bring a Korban Chatas, if he did the Aver B'Shoyge. So Taisus writes in Shavuos on Dab Dalet that Yidiya Sachet is Mechayim. Before the person realizes that he did an Aver, he's not Mukhiv to bring a Korban Chatas. What's the Chiddush? Of course not. A Chatas is not Bob and Edom and So if you don't know that you did an Aver, it's not Shaykh to bring a Korban Chatas. So Taisus says, no. Let's say a person doesn't know if he was Mechal Shabbos. He takes a behem and he designates this as a korban chattas. He says, in case, in case I was ever mechal shabbos, I want this animal to serve as a korban chattas. Well, he always ate kosher. He thinks to the best of his knowledge, he always was careful about kashrus. In case I ever ate chayl of adam he never ate the maize. In case I ate chayl of adam and I'm chayl chattas, I designate this animal as a chattas. But he can't be makrovit in the base amigdosh if he's not sure. So a couple of days go by, a couple of weeks go by, he finds out that he did do an act of Chil Shabbos. He finds out he did eat Chil Adam. So Tesis says, if he'll bring that Korban to the Beis HaMikdash without being Magdash it a second time, it'll be an Aver of Chulam Bazar. Because the Korban was, the Kedusha wasn't Chal. You cannot be Magdash the Korban, Ben Edu and Adav, if you're not Mukhiv, and you don't become Mukhiv to bring a Korban until you have a Diyas Achet. So the Diyas Achet is Mechayv and Shulam. So the Rabbi Yonet, so the Chayvus Avodos writes, when a person did an Avera, he was involved in some terrible thing, and he realizes how terrible it was, then he does Tshuvah So he realized how bad it was on one level. Then a year go, goes by, and he didn't repeat the Avera, so Mistama, he's a better person. And he probably has a deeper understanding of how serious that Avera was. So he has now a greater Yediyah Sachet that he, he didn't have last year. Last year he knew that he was involved in something terrible. This year he realizes that it was worse than he thought last year. He's a better person this year. He's a little more mature, so he understands it was a bigger Aver than he thought it was last year. So now there's an additional Yidiyah Sachet. So this new Yidiyah Sachet is Machayi began to do more Tshuva, to say Vidui again. That's what the Rabbi Yoyna points out. So that's exactly <coughs> why, why this year will be different from last year, because we are more mature. 
and uh, we have more seichel. And uh, there's a better chance that uh, with, with the uh, maturity that we have, we will realize that uh, the Averis that we did was stupid. There are different degrees in Katn Samech and different degrees in Gadl Samech, and you can have a million and one different levels. So as a person matures, he can realize more that things that he did in the past were incorrect. And even the things that he realized were incorrect, he can realize with a deeper understanding and a deeper realization that it was even worse than he thought last year. The different areas of the brain don't all mature at the same rate. We know we have little children or uh, students in school. So some, some children develop a lot. You teach them math, so they, they become math geniuses. But in interpersonal relations, they're still shrach, they're still immature. Uh, sometimes fakir, some people, uh, some children, they're maturing. They're very good, they're friendly with everybody else, they're the life of the party, they're very, uh, very nice. And then in the studies, they're not so strong. So different parts of the brain mature at different uh, rates. The Bali Musa all pointed out that uh, human beings are always changing. From one year to the next, from one day to the next, we're always changing. The Malachim Shtein Afanar. Pasuk says, Surafim Omdimimala, the Surafim are in a Madrega of Amida, they're always staying the same. But as far as human beings are concerned, the Pasuk says in the Haftarah of Hanukkah and Zechariah, when the Satya Lachom Malachim, Bain Haimdim Haela, the human being is a Mahalach. Either he's going to mature, or he's going to regress and become senile. When you become older, you become senile. So uh, different, different parts of the brain are either maturing or regressing. We don't stay at the same level. Uh, every day we're changing. Everyone is changing. We change our taste. Everything changes all the time. So when it comes to the... When it comes to the uh, Averis, we have to see to it that those parts of the brain that control certain attitudes should mature. And other parts of the brain that control other attitudes should bedafka not mature. They say in the name of Rabbi Salanter that as people grow older, so most of the tibis become weaker. Except uh, certain tibis become stronger. The type of a COVID becomes stronger. Or let's say uh, cynicism. So usually as people become older, they become more cynical. So we should try to see to it that in most areas we should want to mature. We shouldn't do the silly averis that come from immaturity. And in other areas, when it comes to uh, cynicism, or when it comes to a covet, we should want the dafka not to mature. We should see, like we know that children who are developing, different parts of their mind develop at different rates than the other parts of the mind. Not everything develops uh, at the same rate. So we should try to see to it that in certain areas we should dafka want to mature. In other areas we should want to stay young. The two words in English, there's a word childish and a word childlike. Childish is something silly, that's a chisar, that's a loshen genai. And childlike is, that means a person is very tamimistic and very excited about the whole world. And when he finds something, he discovers something, so it's all wonderful. So that's a wonderful mila. Absolvechik and several of his haspadim for different uh, rabbanim mentioned that this rabban, the other rabban, that was one of his... Uh, recurrent themes that the, all of these Rabbanim that is developing a Hesped for they were in a certain sense very childlike they were very tamimistic and very excited about living and exciting, uh, excited about everything that's happening in the world we have to see to it that in certain areas we should remain childlike in other areas we should want to become more mature
The Gemara in the end of Yuma speaks about three different levels of tshuva. So the middle, first level of tshuva, the person just stops doing the virus. So it's, it's like a refuah. When a person was sick, he has a medical condition. He goes to the doctor. So the doctor heals him. Doctor doesn't have the ability to undo retroactively the fact that he wasn't well for a long time. So that's the first level of shuba erpa mishuba sechem, like refua. Refua is only mikanal haba. Then the Gemara says the middle level of tshuva accomplishes something better than that. That the averus that the person did in the past is dainas nasan lokishkogus is considered as if retroactively considered as if the averus had only been done b'shegek. How can that be that the averus were done b'meizid? So the Gemara Rish Lakish quotes a pasuk from the Haftarah Shuvah, uh, the Haftarah of Shuvah, Shabbos Shuvah. The pasuk says, "Shuvisa ki chashalta b'avaynecha." Even though the person did an oven, an oven means an aver b'meizid, but Hakadosh Baruch will consider it as if it was a kishalon, as if it was only a b'shegek. Why? So the pasuk continues, "Shuvah banim shavavim." What do you mean, "Shuvah banim shavavim"? Like little children do nourish a stick. So if we did, everyone did Averis, as we mature, we look back, every year we mature a little more, we look back on our past and we say, that was so stupid, what did I gain by doing that? That was ridiculous, why did I do that? So if we have charata for the fact that we did these stupid activities, HaKadosh Baruch will consider it as if it was kinder shishtik, shuvah badam shavavim. So even though at the time we did the Averis, done the mazid, since later on we realized that it didn't pay, it was so foolish, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will consider it as if it had been done b'shegeg, the Shuvah Banim Shavav, as if it were just a Narishkeit. That's what we say at the end of the Vidui, uh, when we recite the Slichas. Salam imitzvah, imitzvah after doing all the Averis, we thought we're going to gain happiness, we're going to gain uh, Shalom bias by giving in to our spouses on something, we thought we're going to be wealthier, thought we're going to have COVID, whatever, then we realized we didn't get anything. It didn't really pay you off. We could have had the same COVID and the same happiness, paid even more happiness and more money, whatever, if we would have not, if we would have not done the Averis. So this is the this is the idea. Why this year more so than any previous year? We're more mature this year. Whoever everyone is a year older, and he has the ability to look back on what he did and realize how silly everything was. I see in the yeshiva among many students, but I don't think it's only by students. I think it's by I don't work with uh, with so many adults. I think it's by adults also. Many people have a very low self-esteem. They hold so much from that line. They don't see what's so uh, valuable about them. They don't see that anything that they will do or they will not do will make any difference in this world. And they, and they give up on, on Shmiris Amitsus. Just recently a parent came to pour her heart out about her son. Her son learned in yeshivas all his life. The, husband has, the woman's husband has smicha. The other son has smicha, the cousin has smicha, the father has smicha, the grandfather has smicha. And this son, who learned in yeshivas all his life, is considering to marry a non-Jewish girl. How did that happen? He was depressed for so many years. People are very depressed. So they, they're talking into themselves that they're, that they're not worth anything. That nothing that they're going to do is going to count anyway. Nothing matters anyway. 
We have to review in our minds all the time the Mishnayis and Pirkeovis. Chavivadim Shinibri B'Tselem. All human beings have such a Hashivis. Man is created B'Tselem and Kim Chavivin Yisrael Shinikur Bonam Lamakam. Ahayim Madrege. Bonam Lamakam. And then the Mishnah continues the second half. Chibi Yisrael and Adas Lailadim Shinibri B'Tselem. Chibi Yisrael and Adas Lailadim Yisrael Shinikur Bonam Lamakam. So the Ramam explains in the Pirish Hamishnayis what's the repetition. What is Chibi Yisrael? It's not enough that God created man B'Tselem Elohim and He made the Jewish people Baram Lamakim. He told us that we were created B'Tselem Elohim and we should realize that. And He told us that He, he made us Baram Lamakim. He, he notified us of this Mila. So we should act accordingly. You know, my father just passed away. My father's name was Melach. And I have one sister. Her name is Sarah. So my mother always used to tell me when I was a little boy, your father is a king. And your sister is a princess. You have to act like a prince. My name is not uh, Sire. My name is Herschel. My mother always used to say, you should realize your hashivas. And I don't think it went to my head or my sister. Maybe, it may be arrogant, but not because of what my mother told me. <laughs> separate, separate. My mother wanted to build up, we always, parents want to build up the self-confidence of their children. They want them to be independent. They don't want them always to be holding on to the mother's apron strings. So they want to convince the children that they're important and they can succeed in life. And this is very important. And people should realize, we are, we are all Tzalem Elikim and, and the Jewish people are Bonim Lamakim. We all have a tremendous Hashidus. The Mishnah in Pirkei has two Mishnahis, one next to it, maybe in one Mishnah, I forgot to look it up. The Mishnah says, Az Panim Gehenim. A person has a Midah of Azus, he's going to go to Gehenim, that's terrible. And then I think it's in the same Mishnah, it says, Havi Azka Noamer Vigibakari, Virat Katsvi Lassus, Tsanavicha Shabashmai. Same Mishnah says that this Midah of Azus depends where you're going to use it. If you're going to use your Azus in interpersonal relations, how are you going to talk to other people? So you're going to go to Gehenim, Az Panim Gehenim. But if you're going to have, uh, if a person is in a, in an environment, where the, the other people are not interested in keeping mitzvahs, the other people are not Jewish bechlal. So he has to have an azus. He has to have what we call azus de kedusha. He has to be az, az kanamer. He has to have chutzpah to ignore the fact that no one else is interested in, in davening mincha, no one else is interested in keeping the mitzvahs. And he has to have this azus de kedusha. The same thing uh, Gaiva. Same thing uh, the Lubavitcher have a whole, um, I think the Mittler Rebbe wrote such a whole essay. The second Lubavitcher Rebbe has a whole essay. Kuntras uh, Amayan is all about Gaiva the Kedusha. Gaiva is a terrible Midah Ra. Akin about Taiva Rakov, Metzimah, Sodom, and Oilam, and everything, well, the Kin and Taiva Rakov is all based on Gaiva. Everything stems from Gaiva. So, as bad as Gaiva is, the Pasuk says, describing Dovan Amelech, by Yigbaliba Bedaki Hashem. He was very proud of the fact that he was keeping mitzvahs. That's what's called Gaiva the Kedusha. Sometimes it's important to feel your self esteem and your. And your and how valuable you are in this world. You shouldn't just think that whatever I do doesn't matter anymore. I'm not a success and, uh, and nothing counts. Rav Salvechik has in his uh, published essays that the Torah commands of us for halachta bedrochav. Baruch created us all with selim alakim and he commanded us to preserve that selim alakim. Not so much to imitate the Rabbani Shalom, but it means, it's a little humorous to imitate God. It means He created us with Salem Alakim and He commanded us to preserve all of those Midas of Elokus that, he, that, he, that, he, that the Tanakh describes, that Kodesh Bochu has, that He implanted within all of us. So, which are the Midas of Elokus that we're supposed to preserve within us? So the Gemara just says, Mahu Racha, Mahu Chanun, that's all, Erechabim, that's all. What about everything else? So the Ramam says, that the reason why the prophets describe HaKadosh Baruch throughout Tanakh is in order that we should know, we should get a glimpse 
of what Alakus is all about. We can't really understand what Alakus is, even with all the descriptions. So it's just, it's, it's, it, they're not, they're not false descriptions, but they're not really accurate descriptions. How can we understand anything about Alakus? So why did the prophets bother to give a description of Alakus? In order to teach us how to fulfill the mitzvah of the halach to bedrocha. So any description that's given of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is given because it's relevant to halacha l'maysa. We should preserve, we should imitate those midas. means we should preserve those midas within ourselves. So the Rav pointed out in his essays, not just the Rabban Shalom has described this Racham Echan and Erech the goody-goody midas. There are other midas also. Midas are covered. Covered also. Gaiva. Shamal Geis Lovish. Shival Hashem Ki Goi Goi. You have a lot of psukim in Tanakh HaKadosh Baruch Hu is described as having Gaiva. So on the one hand we say in the Yitn some people skip this uh, section, and the Yitn it says, Every time the Tanakh describes how powerful God is, so it always describes that he doesn't make it seamless of his power, he always takes care of the Yisoyimim and the Amonis and the Aniyim and so on. So he, he's not arrogant at all. On the other hand, you do have Sukim and Tanakh that do describe HaKadosh Bocha as Melech HaKovid and, and Hashem Al-Geus Lovish and Hashem Al-Hashem Kigoigo. So the answer is that sometimes there's a covet like uh, Azus. Sometimes Azus is proper and sometimes Azus is improper. The same is true regarding covet. There's a certain basic degree of covet which is necessary. A person should have self-esteem. That he should realize that what he does is very important. And therefore it does count that he should do mitzvahs and not to do averis. The Gemara tells the story about Choni Hamagel who lived in the times of the second day Samigdash. He went to sleep for such a long time that he woke up and no one knew that he was still alive. So he came into the Bismarck, she was a Tana. And they were talking and learning. They had a problem, a difficulty. So he, he solved the problem. So the students in the basement didn't know who he was. So they said, wow, that's a very good svarat. That, that's like years ago there used to be a guy, Choni Hamagel. They say that he used to say knockout svaras like the Diskevaldic and he gave him big covet. So he said, that's me, I'm Choni Amago. So they said, no, nah, Choni Amago disappeared seven years ago. You can't be Choni Amago. They gave him covet, but it wasn't the covet that he felt that he deserved because it really was Choni Amago. So he was so upset that Gemara says, he prayed to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, they should either give me the covet that I deserve or take away my life. I don't want to live. If the people are not giving me the esteem and the derech heretz that I deserve to have. He didn't, he didn't want more covet than he, than he deserved. He wanted the covet that he did. He is Choni Amaga, Not that he's almost as good as Choni Amaga. So, and, and the Gemara has that expression. O Chavrusa, O Misusa. Either they give me the covet that I deserve. Or please do me a favor, take away my life. So the Baruch Hashem caused him to die at that occasion. It is important. It wasn't improper on the part of Choni Amagel to ask that they should give him the cover that he deserves. All of us have to have self-esteem and it's important that other people should give us the proper cover. Otherwise a person will develop an attitude that uh, he'll be so depressed. Some people will be clinically dis- depressed. And even if it's not that serious, they don't have to go to a, to a shrink. But still, a person is uh, depressed about himself. So there's no value in, uh, in all of life. So there's no value in mitzvahs. There's no, no, no significance uh, in being medactic in anything. The Dasharim in Europe used to give a mushal when they had um, it was very expensive to go on a train so most people could the poor people couldn't afford it so when the farmers would go on a train they wouldn't buy a ticket in advance so they knew that when the conductor comes to see if you have a ticket so they would hide under, uh, under the benches so there was on one occasion there was a farmer he couldn't afford to go anywhere by train but he had a wealthy cousin who was making a chasana so the cousin sent him an invitation with a ticket to come on train so he was so excited so he came on a train, he has the ticket in his pocket. And then the conductor starts to come through the train. 
So the, all the other farmers are jumping under the bench. So he also jumps under. He didn't know what the minigam magma. Everybody jumping under the bench. He also jumps under the bench. He didn't know what's the idea behind jumping. So he was sticking out halfway. So the conductor caught him. So he says, "Where's your ticket?" So he says, "Here it is." He shows him the ticket. So he said, "Tipish, what are you climbing under the bench? Just go into the first class. You have a first class ticket. Why are you doing all here?" He didn't know what it's also what it's supposed to be about. So that's what in Europe the Darshanim used to give this as a mashal. The Eden, we have Tzalem Alakim, we have Baram Lamokim. We have first class tickets in this world. What are we embarrassed about? What are we depressed about? We should, we should realize, your father is a king, your sister is a princess, and you're a prince. Call yourself Bnei Malachim Haim. We should act accordingly. We should realize that we have first class tickets, and what we do does count. If you do Averis, it's going to count. And if you do Mitzvahs, it's going to count. It's not Moisar Hadam and Apeyma Oyen. Part of maturing is to become a little more open-minded. Usually when children uh, graduate high school, so they leave territory. So for a year or two or three or ten, <laughs> whatever the case happens to be. So then they meet other people and they visit uh, friends and then they come back to go to college and they go, they're not home every Shabbos and Yantas and they see different style. Their family has one style of Hanhoget. They see the other family has a different style. So sometimes they'll see that by their friend's home the other family has a more efficient way of doing things or a more elegant way or a more stylish way, nicer way. So the children are not meshubed, uh, they're not wedded dafke to the style that their parents had. If they see a nicer style by someone else, so tough, so they pick up the other style. So they'll do like this, they'll do like the other thing. When it comes to Shmiris HaMitzvahs, also they're different styles. We know you have the Mizrahi, and you have the Agud, and you have the Neturikart, and you have the Modern Orthodox, every different group. No group really has the whole truth about what the Torah is all about. If any one group would have the whole truth, so everybody, everybody would have joined that group. There wouldn't be any need. We're not stupid. If the Aguda has the whole truth, if the Mizrahi has the whole truth, if the modern Orthodox, everyone would have joined, there wouldn't be anybody in the other camp. The answer is, everybody has a part of the truth. So just because we were brought up in one style, and we see certain chesreinus in our style, in our parents. So there's nothing wrong with adopting if the other derech that the others have. We don't have to adopt the whole derech that the others have. We see certain chesreinus in the other derech. But every, every derech has certain milas. So why not pick the milas that everybody else has? What do we wear the dafkit to the style that our parents had? I remember one of the boys was getting married. Um, I said from, from uh, 25, 30 years ago. I don't remember already. So he's getting married to so his parents were religious people. The mother didn't cover her hair. So the boy was about to get married. So he wanted to know, his father is more religious than he is. He says, father is more pious than he is. Father is more learned than he is. Father was a prominent, is a very prominent Jewish leader in the religious Jewish community. He was well respected. So he said, but his mother doesn't cover her hair. So he's asking me, he was learning in the coast, he's asking me, does it make sense that he should ask his wife to cover her hair? He's not going to be more frum than his father. He's not going to be more learned. He looks up to his father. His father, his father is much greater than he is. Could be even now his father is greater than he is. Could, but at that time for sure. So I said, I don't think that's a problem. I don't think it makes sense we should try to be more frum than our parents. I think my parents, my grandparents, my parents were more pious than I probably ever will be. 
But still, if, if you see that your parents were not observing all the mitzvahs properly, if his mother didn't cover her hair, and you went through the Gemara, you know that the married women are supposed to cover their hair. So we're not wedded dafke to that style of, of uh, religious observance. We don't have to follow dafke everything that our parents did, if we see that there was something lacking. So you don't have to shift over to another, you don't have to join the other camp. We always saw that there were chesreinus in the other camp. All the camps have milas and all the camps have chesreinus. But if there's one chesreinus that you see by your camp, we're not as committed to limit as we should be. The other camps are much more committed. So that's, we're wedded to that shita. Modern orthodox means you're not allowed to learn too much. If you learn too much, then you're not modern orthodox. What's an avera? Why you was going to the right? Why? Because the boys, get, when they get married, their wives cover their hair. That's called going to the right. We're rectifying an omelet that, that we were doing for many years. They ask all of those prominent rabbonim in the yeshiva whose wives didn't cover their hair. You'll ask them whether we should have our wives cover their hair. They say, other rabbi, of course they should. That was a different generation. They were fighting on different issues. The, the battlefront was something else. They were fighting on machitzis and fighting on Shabbos and fighting on, on, on intermarriage, other things. They didn't have time to fight on covering their hair. This summer we all read about this uh, fellow who went to uh, yeshiva, modern orthodox yeshiva, and then he went and he married a non-Jewish girl. And he said that's what they taught him, that he should get the best of all of the cultures, the best of the Jewish culture, the best of the secular culture. That's what they taught him in the school. Obviously he misunderstood uh, what they were teaching in the school. They have in the biography of Rebbe Kivega, so they write that on one occasion, Rebbe Kivega lived in Germany, so on one occasion he met the Chidusha Harim, lived in Poland. So on one occasion somehow they met, and uh, Rebbe Kivega lived at the time that reform was uh, becoming stronger and stronger in Germany, the beginning of the reform movement. So yes, the Chidusha Harim, how come in Poland the reform are not succeeding? What is the secret to, to keeping uh, the Orthodox in a state of observance? So the Chidush Arim told them, we follow what it says in the Mishnah, that the Mem Chesvarm HaTorah Niknes, there are 48 things that you have to do in order to succeed in learning, in order to succeed in being a religious Jew. And one of them is Miut Derech So the simple shot, Miut Derech means means something else. Uh, so, he, so he interpreted, we don't have so much Derech we're not so respectful of everybody. So you in Germany, you're so respectful, you're such Bekovedik Yekes. So respectful to this, we're respectful. You don't want to insult anybody. He says, we are here in Poland, we have Miotarach Eretz. We're not so respectful to these Apikursim. We just say the Apikursim and that's the end. There's nothing to discuss. Maybe we're doing wrong. Maybe in our education. Maybe a boy went to Yeshiva for so many years and he didn't know that intermarriage is, is considered like Shmad. That when a, when a man intermarries, the family sits shit. You never heard of that. So maybe we're lacking something in our education. Maybe we should have a, a little less Derech Eretz. We we're not required to have Derech Eretz for everybody. Let's say when, when we teach in a yeshiva, modern orthodox yeshiva, we teach with Derech Eretz. We have Derech Eretz when we talk about Hitler, about the Nazis. Of course not. There are certain terrible people in the history of the world who go down and we say when we teach in the classes, this man was a Russia. So we have to say about certain things that this is vicious. We have to say openly this is vicious. We shouldn't have such daracherets about everything. I remember when we learned the Gemara Sanhedrin in the yeshiva. So the Gemara says it's not permissible to speak in a fashion of cynicism. The Gemara's Lashon Leitzanus means to be cynical. I think we were in the yeshiva together. 
All Leitzanis is forbidden except for Leitzanis about Avodah Zorah. So Rabbi Gerelik said, why is that? So he said, he heard from his Rabbeim in Europe, because when you're talking about Avodah Zorah, you have to be cynical. How can you talk with their Herods with a straight face about Avodah Zorah? It's a farce, it's ridiculous. There are certain things you have to talk in a very cynical fashion to convey to the listeners, to the students, to the Balabatim, a clear-cut understanding that this is terrible. We shouldn't have the Acheretz for everything. We're not used to it. We're like uh, Rabbi Kivega's Yekev. We like to be respectful of everyone. But uh, that's what the Chudusharim told them, that maybe that's why we're falling in. We, we, maybe we shouldn't have such respect for everybody. The Mishnah in the end of Yume quotes the famous Drasha of Rabbi Kiva that he told all of the Jewish people, and then he said, "Nikri Yisrael Hashem, Ma Mikvah Metaris Atmeim, Af Hakadosh Baruch Metaris Yisrael." So the Rav said on different occasions, said over the Darshanim in Europe used to say like this. They have the impression that this drasha of Rabbi Kiva was delivered after the Churban Abayis. So the people, the first year after the Churban Abayis, the people were so depressed. There's no Beis Hamikdash, no Kongol, no Avodah. How are they going to get any mechila? How are they going to get any kapara? They knew you bring the story Mishtalech, you bring the Musafim, you bring all the Korbanos. No Beis Amigdash, Rabbi Kiva got up and he said, no problem. When there's no Beis Amigdash, Itzuma Shalyoim is Mechapa, just observing Am Kippur, the day itself. And he said, don't worry about Asherechem Yisrael, if Nimi Atamitar, Kodesh Bochel will Mitar you. And then he adds on Nikri Yisrael Hashem. What did he add on? What was that how he suffered with the Mikveh? What does he need a Moshe? That's not what the Pasuk means. Mikveh doesn't, and that Pasuk means hope. We should hope unto God. So what did he have to delay over here? He says, Nikri Yisrael Hashem. The cleansing process that we accomplish by coming close to HaKadosh Baruch is like a mixer. So, uh, the Dashanim used to say that when a person is table in the mikveh, he can't have any chatzitzis. The Gemara is not from a pasuk. You have chatzitzis, so the whole tefillah in the mikveh is possible. So Rabbi Kiva was telling them, if you want to come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, on Yom Kippur is lefnei Hashem Tetoro, the whole mile of Yom Kippur. Aseris to make sure the Gemara says, Dear Shashem Behimata, Kodesh Bochum makes himself more accessible. And even starting from Rosh the Spartan starts Slichus from Rosh So the Midrashim say, more so than all year long, starting from Rosh Chodesh Kodesh Bochum makes himself more accessible. Aseris made sure even more. But Anyom Kippur is Mamish, there's a Hashrat Hashchina present all the time in the Shul. That's why the Minhogemar that the Tesis says, Tesis has this meaning at the end of Yom Kippur, you blow Shoifer as a similar Siluk Shechina. Tesis gives different explanations what the Tkiyah Shoifer is all about. So the popular explanation is what Tesis says, that just like a Hasina, that the blowing of the Shoifer will be a similar Siluk Shechina, then everybody can climb up on Hasina, no more Kedusha. So the same Amatzah, Yom Kippur, we blow Shoifer to indicate that the Shechina was here the whole 24 hours of Yom Kippur, and the Shechina is going away back to heaven. And we say Hashem Hu Elohim seven times, and Tosis raises the objection. You're not, to say, you're not permitted to say Shema Shema Mishaskenosa. Sounds like you believe in more than one God. So we believe in seven gods. Hashem Hu Elohim seven times, but there's only one God. Why do you say seven times? It should be an Easter. So Tosis says, no, the Shechina is leaving the Beis Haknesis and going to the first heaven, second heaven, third heaven. The Gemara says in Chagiga, there are seven heavens, like the English expression, the fellows in seventh heaven. The Gemara says, "Day times two kimetanach." There are seven heavens. As the Shechina is leaving this earth and going to the first heaven, second heaven, so we say, "Hashem hu alakim." We're greeting the Shechina as he's going back. So we assume that the whole twenty-four hours of Yom Kippur, the Shechina is here. So that's what Rabbi Kiva says. Ma mikveh metaris hatmei mafa kodesh bochem metaris Yisrael. The 
cleansing process of Yom Kippurim being close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu there's a Hashuas Hashchina so being close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu this can cleanse us it can only cleanse us like a mikveh can be metahir as hatmeim if there's no chatzitza it means if we allow ourselves to become close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu we don't let people we're running away like uh, they once said about some chassidish Rebbe when he was a child they asked him where is God I think they say about the first Lubavitcher Rebbe when he was a little child they said where is God to be found he said wherever you let him in you have to let him in. If you don't let him in, he, can't, he won't be there. If we let him in, so he'll be found all over. So here also, the mikveh is metaris atmeim, if there's no chatzitzis. If you want to come close to the shechina, then no chatzitzis, it'll be metar. If you're running away from the shechina, so it's not going to help. We start off before Kal Nidre. We start off, Or Zaruah Latzadik, Ali Yishrelev Simcha. Yom Kippur is a Dev Chemendah Simcha. Oh, I really mentioned before Yom Kippur we recite Shachyonu Shachyonu the Rishonim say in Arab and Adapim Shachyonu is connected with the union of Simcha we assume that on Yom Kippur the Shagasari has a truth about this is there a mitzvah of Simcha on Yom Kippur or not maybe the mitzvah of Simcha is only on Sholosh Regom so we assume yes the Gemara says he recite the Gemara wasn't sure whether he should say Shachyonu Roshon Yom Kippur Yom Kippur to say Shachyonu Gemara comes to the conclusion yes there is a mitzvah of Simcha on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and we pass in the the Rav always is the point that we pass in the that Shurashani Yom Kippur are Mabat Lavelis. Yontab is only Mabat Lavelis because Simcha and Avelis is a tie to the Sasri. We assume on Yom Kippur there is a tremendous Simcha, this Lefnei Hashem Tatar, being in the presence of the Shekhinah, having the opportunity to have Mechilas Oven is a tremendous Simcha. So we start off the day before Kal Nidri, we start, first thing we say, first possibly other is, well, the Yishraelai Simcha, if you straighten out your heart, if you do tshuva, then you'll be zeichet to the Simcha of Yom Kippur. A person could enter the Beis Amigdosh at will, if he'd be Tor, and he'd be in the presence of the Shechin, he would be Lefnei Hashem. The Gemara says in Brochus, when the day the Beis Amigdosh is destroyed, so we can't go in. In Achnechalim, he can't go in. They don't let us go in. The Arabs are there. It's not nothing to discuss. We can't go. So the Gemara says, How can a person enter into the state of Mephne Hashem by learning Torah? We assume that the Torah is not merely a collection of laws. The Torah is a description of Elokut. So if you want to become the Torah is described by the Novi as the Mashal HaKadmain. It's a Mashal HaKadosh Baruch It's like a photograph of God. That's how the Chavetz Chaim writes. Like a photograph of the Rabbani Shalom. Photographia Balaz. And the Chumash says about Moshe Rabbeinu, Smunas Hashem Yabit. He saw the image of God. What do you mean God doesn't have any body? How can you see the image of God? That means that Moshe Rabbeinu was the only prophet to whom HaKadosh Baruch revealed Kola Terakula. The other prophets only got Hoi Rasha. Moshe Rabbeinu was given the Torah. And the Torah is not merely a collection of do's and don'ts. The Torah is a description of Elokus from the beginning to the end. Kol HaTarakula is Shmois of Shalakarish Baruch So the way to come closer to HaKadosh Baruch is through learning his Torah. The Midrashim say, if a person wants to do tshuva, so if he only used to learn a half an hour a week, let him learn an hour a week. If he used to learn two hours a week, let him learn four hours a week. Learn a little extra every day in the davening. We offer the prayer. Hashiveinu avinu l'sarasecha hachaseveinu b'shuva shleim olofanecha HaKadosh Bochot should give us an opportunity to learn His Torah. And through learning His Torah we will be able to do tshuva. This community Baruch Hashem is well known for the many shurim that are available. 
all week long, all year long. And this is the proper way to get closer to HaKadosh Baruch to stick to it that we have no Chatzitzis and, uh, and the Mikvah should have its effect by learning the Torah, by coming closer to HaKadosh Baruch I want to wish everybody Gmachzim Atoivah everybody should be Zorcha to the Mechilas HaOvon.